welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season four, episode 10 of BoJack Horseman. Loving that Cali lifestyle. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by, I just, I feel like I call you lovely every time, but you just are. I'm, I'm joined by my good friend, Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? We love that alliteration lifestyle. <laughs> it's, it, that's the reason. I'm like, what's another like L adjective I could use? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the only good one. Languishing is <laughs> kind of mean. <laughs> Lounging. <laughs> like, okay, here's the thing. I pulled up adjectives starting with all to describe a person and the first ones are like lame lamentable <laughs> late <laughs> laughable lazy laughable, i could call you laudable oh yeah there you go that's a good one it's a very fancy word i could call you life-giving <laughs> uh <laughs> light-hearted <laughs> That's too much, man. Today I could have called you Lonely Lindsay Wilson because Cam went on a trip and you miss him instantly. Instantly. And also (laughs) I don't get to go on a trip. (laughs) What if I started calling you Lithuanian Lindsay Wilson? (laughs) Technically inaccurate, but the alliteration is fine. (laughs) Local. Local. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just most of the L, like, Adjectives are bad. Like yeah. I, lethargic, lethargic is bad. Oh, that's kind of accurate a lot of the time, though. I could call you level-headed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what about lion-hearted? I have said before, re-level-headed. I have said that I would like on my tombstone for it to say, like, she was very reasonable. <laughs> I just wish you loved yourself a little bit more. <laughs> I just want this in the public record. <laughs> That's what you want to be remembered for? I'm always incredibly reasonable. All of my takes are very sound. Okay. I agree for the most part, but I think that you are a little out of control right now. Also, what, you want a tombstone? You want to be buried? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I feel like, no, I don't. Here's the thing. (laughs) There's got to be something that says that in the public domain, but I guess we could find a better way. You could put it in your... um... My obituary. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. It's it. Oh, but juries are expensive to yeah, get they in are. the paper. They so much money per money. word. And then it's like, oh, you have to include the names of every relative living and dead and their spouses. And it's like, that's just extra words, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you're paying by the word. You got to keep it tight. I want my obituary to just be a tweet. You got 240 <laughs> characters. You can make a thread. Like, you could say what needs to be said or like a Tumblr blog. <laughs> she was everywhere. She had consistent branding. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> how did we get here? L words, yeah. reasonable. Okay. Well, how was your week, Lindsay? What's what, what's what's good? Yeah, I, it was fine. A lot of homework. What else is new? Okay. Well, yeah. at least you're here today now with me. <laughs> how was your um, week, Kirsten? My week was really long. Like I just had to work. I don't want. I want that. Okay, I I want to stop working forever. Is what I want. Yeah, agreed. Maybe when this podcast really takes off. Yeah, exactly. When this podcast really takes off. Okay, mm-hmm. so this podcast is going to come out on November thirtieth, right? Yes. I wanted to look up what holidays. <laughs> I I thought that would be fun moving forward. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's Sagittarius season as of like today that we're recording. Just yes. for the record. True. Yeah. November thirtieth is. This year, it's the second day of Hanukkah. Whoa, super early Hanukkah. Yeah, early Hanukkah this year. It's Computer Security Day in India. It's St. Andrew Day in the United Kingdom. Hmm. 
It's Giving Tuesday in the United States, so if you're going to donate today, I recommend the Brain Tumor Foundation of Canada. Change your passwords in honor of Security Day or whatever. Yeah, but only in India. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then apparently it's Day of Remembrance for all victims of chemical warfare. Man, it was a Day of Remembrance last week, too. Well, November is like the time of remembering. remembering sad things. This one's only been available since 2005, but it also gets celebrated on April 29th. <laughs> There's two days of remembrance for the victims of <laughs> chemical warfare. It's a lot okay. of days for that. I mean, to be fair, they should be remembered. Like, maybe don't do chemical warfare anymore. Fair enough. Maybe they should be remembered every day. Maybe we should always just think about that. You know, choose <laughs> choose peace. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> a um, dark... <laughs> yeah, today was a... get dark. Today, today's a dark day. On a positive note, at the time of this recording, it's been five days since my birthday. Mm-hmm. So uh, a new year of Kirsten. I wonder what I'll be like. <laughs> at the time of this recording or at the time of people listening? <laughs> At the, t- at the time of the people I was listening. like, did I miss your birthday? <laughs> I thought it was on American Thanksgiving. <laughs> it is. It is on American Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But we should talk about BoJack probably, but... Yeah. And... It's a very sad episode. I mean, what else is new? But it's very sad. This is the first one we've done yeah. by ourselves in a while, so no support. Uh, right? <laughs> we have had guest after guest, and I love having guests. I do. But I feel like this is a really important time for us to reconnect <laughs> and work on our podcast relationship. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so this episode is a like very good episode, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Like I feel like it's got a good balance of really serious plot lines plus kind of zany, funny plot lines. It moves things forward. It's good. It's very good. Very, very strong episode. Brings together a lot of stuff that we've been building toward. Usually episode 11 is the really rough one of the season. Episode 10, not the easiest this time. Episode 10 was tough. The other thing I want to just take a point to say before we go into the episode, just I want to remind the people, we are a (laughs) spoiler-free podcast, okay? We're a spoiler-free podcast. There are things that happen in BoJack that are called foreshadowing. Yes. And we cannot cue up that it is foreshadowing because we are a spoiler-free podcast. There are people listening who have never watched the show before. So we would just like to ask you to remember as well that it is a spoiler-free podcast. And we do not need you to tell us that we missed foreshadowing because we are aware of it. We know. (laughs) But we don't want to spoil the listeners. Thank you. Yes, we did get a few notes about our questions re the bugs crawling on the skin we're like we know we know we just don't want to ruin everything so listen we also knew that sarah lynn was gonna die (laughs) from the first time she was on the show and we didn't talk about it Mm -hmm. because we're not spoiling the moment where she's like oh i'm probably gonna die tragically young you don't think that it was killing us not to say anything it was I have no problem not spoiling the show. It's not killing me at all. Yeah, it's fine. The podcast isn't like an excuse for us to be like, look how smart we are. After we've seen the show before, we can really put all the pieces together. It's we're having fun. Let us live. Yeah. So for the people who wrote in, thank you. We appreciate that you listen and that you love us, but also. Yes. And we love you. But just assume that we know about the foreshadowing. That's all. (laughs) <laughs> yes i get so mad over nothing like it's it doesn't matter at all but i just was like no enough is enough <laughs> to 
two like two or three emails. I'm like, that's it. That's it. Enough is enough. Here. You're you're done. You're done. I've tolerated this much too long. <laughs> I'm such a baby. <laughs> okay, so I lo- love this episode, and I really like so the cold open. Is Bojack, Hollyhock, B, and Tina playing Uno? I love how into this game Bojack seems to be. He's like super enthusiastic about it, babbling a lot. And he's just like very into Uno, which is a bit of a surprise, I think. No way, because he's a demon and <laughs> you get to like let out those base urges when True. you're playing Uno. I've been there. It's fine. But what I what you really notice at the start of this episode is that this is from Hollyhock's point of view and she is dizzy. Things are blurry. You can't really understand all of the words that Bojack is saying. Like, she is clearly unwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very, like, I don't know. She can't seem to concentrate, can't seem to hear what's happening. And then she sort of, like, explodes a little bit where she's like, Bojack, just go already. And then, like, honestly, very relatable when he's like, I like attention. And until I put a card down, you all have to listen to me. <laughs> okay, but listen, I like attention, too. But I'm not going to, like, monologue before I play a card in Uno. Do you know how long the game of Uno would last if everyone's monologuing before every turn? Sometimes you just put down, like, a four, and you don't need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you really smugly reverse it or make people pick up two. Or pick up four. Yeah. Yeah. Or more. Or more. Sometimes sometimes someone thinks they got you, and you put another pick up four on their pick up four, and you get the next person in line. Genius. Oh, beautiful. It just feels so good. <laughs> and sometimes doing it silently and smugly is the best approach. It is, because then they get mad and you're not rising to their level of anger. It's the same thing as, like, working in customer service. <laughs> if someone is being rude to you and you have the capacity in your heart, be so nice to them. Be so <laughs> kind and accommodating, because when they're already mad, they're going to get madder and madder. And that <laughs> makes me happy. Beautiful. That's why I'm so good at customer service. Life lessons from Kirsten McInnes. It is. If you want me as your life coach, that's the type of important information you'll get from me. Yes. Okay. So Holly Ark is like, I got to get some water because she's not like she is itchy. She's twitchy. Mm-hmm. It's not good. You can see that her clothes are loose. She has lost weight. And uh, when she goes to grab a glass, it, like, falls out and, like, explodes mm-hmm. and, like, falls down and cuts her face. And it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The advice from Bojack's pretty good, too, where he's like, oh, God, you need some alcohol and some ice and a squeeze a lemon and you'll forget all about the cut. Ice, alcohol, squeeze a lemon. It's not a bad drink <laughs> to have, but it does appear to be the morning. So yes. probably not great advice from a father to a daughter. Yes, agreed. Yeah, she's getting dizzy. She's stumbling into the bathroom. When she tries to grab a Band-Aid, like a bunch of pill bottles fall everywhere. She's just trying to get herself together. But she gets a text from one of her dads to see how she's doing. And she just like pushes her hair over it, takes a little selfie with a peace sign and texts back, loving that Cali lifestyle. This is brutal. Like... That's and then it smashes to credits as she collapses to the ground and you just see her like with the like loving the Cali lifestyle like she's pretending to be so happy and fine and she's clearly not fine. Yeah, she's very obviously not okay. We yeah. do not we do not like this. We like when she's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is brutal. And I think it's really well done too. Like it's extremely evocative how you just like are completely inside her head and you can see how much things are wrong and i think they do a really good job with it but it's hard to watch 
Yes, it is very hard to watch, but it's really, I really like the animation style mm-hmm. as well with like seeing things from her perspective. I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah, I think they do a good job with that. Like everything's kind of blurry and they've got like the sound is weird. So you're, I don't know, it feels very much being inside the head of someone who's going to pass out. Have you ever passed out before? Sure have. I've never like... I think we've talked about this, but I don't care. We could talk about it again. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, no, I used to do it more. It doesn't happen as often anymore, but like... I... Do it more. You actually gets like a hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it used to be a thing that would happen like semi-regularly. But yeah, no, I, I get that sort of like tunnel vision thing and then it's like closing in around me and I can't hear anything, but I have never actually like fallen to the floor or anything like that. And you, of course, know I have fallen to the floor after <laughs> I got a blood test and then fell in the gas station. <laughs> oh, God. So embarrassing. I did one time pass out at a movie theater and I landed in the lap of a stranger and uh, that was embarrassing. And then I think like the sudden embarrassment like made my blood pressure rush back up or something because I was like, I'm not unconscious, but it was super oh, embarrassing. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, I also once like passed out from a head injury which I didn't realize until after the fact that I had passed out from Yikes. the head injury. So we didn't tell the people at the hospital that. And so then they were like, you're fine. But <laughs> probably not that was the, that was the one where I got the like weird like sideways concussion that I didn't realize it was a concussion until well after the fact. Mm-hmm. And like then for years would get like a little pain on the oh side my of my God. head. <laughs> We've talked about that before. I don't remember hearing about this before. I feel like I would have been more appalled. Oh, mm. well, I've talked about it somewhere on a podcast before. But basically, I was working a Pizza Hut. And the way it was set up was that there was like the counter where you make the pizzas. And then you would turn around, take a side step, put the pizza in the oven, and then it travels through and then the next person takes over from there. When I went to go do my side step, someone had left like one of those like brush brooms in the corner and it had fallen so the side of my foot knocked into the brush side of the brush broom and I just went flying sideways Mm. into the wall because it was a busy shift on like a Friday night at Pizza Hut in Cold Lake so there's not many options for people to order so it was like I'm like hustling around making the pizzas I hit my head on the wall and I like I didn't know until later but they were like yeah you're out for like 30 seconds to a minute at least Jesus no I've definitely never heard that story before what why maybe I told Mary yeah wow all right, well, thoughts and prayers for your head. I mean, I th- I haven't had it in a long time, but then I it, I hit, like, my right temple, which is, Aww. like, really scary because people die, yeah. like, when they hit their temple. Oh, my God. And then for, like, years afterwards, I would get, like, the occasional just, like, radiating pain from that spot. Yeah, that's very troubling. It's not good, but I, you know what? I'm just lucky to be alive. Clearly. God. So, I guess I'll never die. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever. (laughs) (laughs) God willing. God, okay, God willing. They say only the good die young, so I'm going to be as bad as possible. (laughs) Also good life advice. Yeah, and then you just repent at the end, and then you're fine. Perfect. Okay, so this episode is pretty much three distinct plots that all happen at the same time. Which makes our job really easy. <laughs> yeah, that makes this easy, breezy, peasy, lemon squeezy. Exactly. Exactly yeah, what I was going to say. That's the saying. <laughs> 
I used to, me and at my like first like real job after university, I would always be like, ugh, easy peasy. And then my boss from his office would be like, lemon squeezy. Oh no. <laughs> we adorable. have a good, we have a good vibe <laughs> together. It's, it was pretty cute. But okay, so Mr. Peanut Butter is still helping Woodchuck Kudjuk Bergowitz with the gubernatorial election <laughs> that is coming to a close. But Jessica Beale is doing quite well because she is like I, like I guess a single issue like debater like mm-hmm. attacking his lobster claws. He, she's like, how could you have a governor who could be so easily like disarmed with elastic bands? <laughs> Yeah, she drops a ton of those, like, it's because of Woodchuck. Like, you'd better believe they're feeling the pinch. Like, she does all kinds of that. And he's like, ugh, I get it. You're referring to my hideous lobster claws. Which, again, the lobster claws are funny. Very funny, but definitely a problem for the voters because then he, like, shows up at the next debate and he's like, I got new hands, baby. And the voters really like it. Yes, they do. And it's hands up for Woodchuck. It's funny because before this, they're showing all like the news clips of like the projections and everything. And it's like, Jessica Biel is so much higher. And it's like, I guess Woodchuck's message just isn't resonating. And then as soon as he gets hands, it like reverses. And they're like, I guess the message was resonating. It was just the claws. Yeah, and there's a moment where Woodchuck, like, catches a baby or something, and then in the headlines, like, Woodchuck catches a baby. Jessica Biel doesn't catch a baby. <laughs> well, she didn't catch a baby. Yes. <laughs> I feel like they should have been putting in the news, like, Jessica Biel is a real-life murderer, but I guess <laughs> that doesn't impact people too much. People don't care about that. They only care about the fact that she didn't catch a baby. Yes, but now that he has hands, Katrina's like, listen, we've got to find a way. These hands can't possibly be so clean. Everyone's hands are a little dirty. Mm -hmm. And so they do, like, the whole, like, enhance, enhance, (laughs) zoom in, enhance. What what freaking movie is that enhance, enhance joke from? I don't know. And I feel like CSI, all those shows do that stuff all the time. No, it's a really funny moment in a movie that... Super Troopers. Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting there and he's like, enhance, enhance 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 and it like it's a it's a funny joke and i haven't seen super trooper since like 2004 <laughs> i did catch the joke but i just couldn't remember that it was called super troopers and that is better than anyone else could yeah, believe of me never have gotten there but yeah so with this enhancement and zooming they are able to get a usable fingerprint to <laughs> run through a system which is definitely how the internet and cameras work mm-hmm, definitely <laughs> But the hands came from Ernest Contralto, who was a pedophile slash murderer. Yes, I died when it was like, <laughs> he's a pedophile murderer. Tom Grumbo Jumbo, Jumbo Grumbo is mm-hmm. like, it's like, well, I guess if you're going to murder someone. <laughs> They're like, no, not a pedophile murderer, a pedophile slash murderer. Yeah, not a pedophile dash murderer, <laughs> a pedophile slash murderer. <laughs> and so the rankings drop. And now Jessica Beale's back in the lead. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Over at Girl Crush, Diana's like hanging upside down from a pole typing. Like, I guess this is the new Girl Crush thing. Yes, they always have something going on there. Do you think you could do that? I don't think I could do that. Of course that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I Absolutely don't know. not. I mean, maybe I could do that. Yeah, no, I certainly I used, could not. I used to be a monkey bar gal. Me too, but I mean, like, I'm old and broken now stop old and broken stop it (laughs) but it's funny because diana's trying to think of like things to post about jessica beale to you know kind of discredit her campaign and and get woodchuck to win because she's not really qualified 
And Stefani is very much like, well, we're going to have our first female governor, like, you know, girl boss, girl power. (laughs) You should go have lunch with her and then, like, write something that people will care about. Yeah, she's like, Diane, I do not care about this. And I actually care. So imagine how little someone who doesn't care would care about this. So he's like, she's like, yeah, go find out how she makes her face pretty and what she smells like. Fair enough. Yeah. So they go for lunch. While they're at this lunch, did you notice the two seagulls? <laughs> Do you think I don't have this in all capital letters? It says, OMG, cursed on the seagulls. It's really too bad that this episode isn't what came up literally a week ago. I know. Because it would have been perfect. Oh, it was such perfection. Like, I was dying with these seagulls being like, must take this man's lunch. Yeah, and the man's like, get away from me. <laughs> it's an epidemic. But these seagulls at least showed appropriate fear and stopped. Yes, they did stop. And the stop. man said stop. Okay, yeah. they understood consent. Yes, these ones were not afraid of anything. Yeah, they're menaces, but they're not criminals. So Jessica Biel orders avocado toast, but instead of an avocado, she wants ocean air. Yeah, fresh sea air. Fresh sea air. And instead of toast, she wants a single grain of rice. That's her meal. Yes. Yeah, and she tells Diane, like, she doesn't care what Diane writes about her because the voters only care about, like, stupid bullshit. So you write whatever you want. Which, you know what? It has shown to be true. Yes, very true. So, you know what? It works. Diane doesn't really know what to talk about. Jessica brings up Mr. Peanut Butter's magic eye poster, mm-hmm. which I, like, sure. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I didn't super get the point of this. She was, like, basically saying, like, all of a sudden one day I saw it and I was really grateful that I got to experience this and, like, something so stupid had this tremendous power and then she has, like, a freak out about her avocado. Well, I guess it's just telling Diane that stupid things have power, which Diane already knew about. Yeah, she definitely did. And yeah, so she gets a plate with a single grain of rice and half an avocado, and she's furious. Yeah. So Diane decides to make that the focus of the article, that Jessica Biel does not like avocado. Yeah, and the people do not like this. Like, I don't think she has the right judgment to lead California. I also don't like avocado. I'm, like, surprisingly ambivalent about avocados. I feel like people really, really like them. I won't like not eat them but i don't buy them very often they're too gloopy yeah it's funny because i was trying to decide ahead of time i was like i bet kirsten doesn't like these because the texture is a bit gloopy i have frozen avocado in my freezer though that i will put in a smoothie Mm -hmm. because like then i don't notice it yeah because it's just in the smoothie i assume you wouldn't eat like guacamole you're not a dip guy i I mean, like, I love salsa, so, like, I'm open to dips. Mm-hmm. I tried guacamole, and it wasn't for me. Yeah, fair. I, tr- I tried it. I gave it the old college try. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not for you. Well, I like guacamole a lot. I'm, uh, yeah, like, if there's a avocado, like, on a breakfast sandwich or something, it's fine. But you're not going to, like, go out of your way to get it. <laughs> Definitely not. If I'm making one at home, I'm not going to put one on there. Okay. Yeah. I, f- I thought that it was, like, a love-hate this fruit is, This is the vibe. thing. I feel like everybody has very strong feelings about it, and I don't you don't care at all no well the people of california care a lot (laughs) yes because they are very upset and this they do a really good thing here where like no one is giving diane the credit at all even Mm -hmm. though she's like it was me i did it (laughs) and i knew that it would make a difference yeah she's like who would have thought this would make a difference it's like i did i knew it would make a difference I put it in on purpose because I knew it would. But Woodchuck is like, listen, we still have a week to go. It might not make that big of a difference. And then it just flashes one week later. Election is over. Woodchuck has won. And it did make, in fact, a big difference. Yes, all of the difference. (laughs) 
it saved it saved the day. So it's been ten episodes of this election storyline, <laughs> and it's it's over. And it was over so fast, and it took just something so stupid to end the election. And they're at the same exact result they had before, but now with crippling debt from building a bridge to Hawaii. Exactly. Yes. And Woodchuck's new hands. Those pedophile hands. (laughs) There's also the thing where he's like worried when the hand thing comes out and Mr. Peanut Butter's like, oh, your hands are being very aggressive. They're attacking your face. And it's like, stop it. That's not how hands work. Yes. (laughs) Stop it. But you know what? At least in death that a pedophile slash murderer did one good thing by doing organ donation. Fair enough. (laughs) So, But yeah, so he won. And that's kind of it for Diane and... And Mr. PB. Yeah. Quick, quick plot line for those two. Quick quick and easy. Yeah. Then I guess we go to Todd and, and PC. Mm-hmm. So Todd is approached by Yolanda Buenaventura. Yes. I had to look up what she was as an animal and I still She's don't... an ox... How do you say that? An ox... Axolotl. Axolotl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so cute. They're super cute. I would not have been able to tell you what that animal is and then i looked them up because i was like what the hell is that axolotl it's that right (laughs) it's axolotl yeah a type of tiger salamander Uh, mm -hmm. they are very cute these do look like her (laughs) yeah that's it's what she is i know they did a good job of like rendering her as (laughs) yeah there's i think they're very cute and having her be a little like pinky one is so adorable Mm -hmm. she is voiced by natalie morales Morales? Morales. Morales. Parks and Rec. Yes, famously Tom's girlfriend, Lucy. Oh, vo- does a voice in Rugrats in 2021. Oh. oh, she was in Dead to Me. Who hmm. did she play in Dead to Me? Is that the Christina Applegate one? Yeah, that sh- I watched season one, but not season two. Right. But it was good. And it looks like she was in season one, so I don't know why I can't remember her face from that show specifically Hmm. also santa clarita diet so it looks like a lot of netflix exclusives i couldn't watch that show did you ever watch it no it was like the zombie show wow i definitely didn't know that (laughs) um it's about like a real estate agent who like i don't really know why but she like becomes a zombie in the first episode and then like is killing people but like lives a normal life Absolutely. and they're like trying to hide <laughs> it's drew barrymore is the main huh. the main person in that one i i tried to watch the first episode and i simply could not do it but it has three seasons oh yeah no you could have given me a hundred guesses and i would never have known that's what this is about 7.8 oh. on imdb People like it, but I just thought it was gross. There was a lot of blood and guts. Mm. Also was in The Grinder. Shout out to Colin Stone, who loves that show. If he, he's not listening, but if he were, he would know that he got a shout out. So rude. Okay. I do recognize her face probably from Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's really the only one for me. But she did a good job. Yeah. Shout out to her. (laughs) She works for the Better Business Bureau now. Now, Kate, does the Better Business Bureau do anything (laughs) like that's like i feel like i always see people being like oh complain to the better business bureau and i'm like but what are they gonna do about it yeah good question i don't know do they like fine companies for doing bad things like i know you get like a rating Mm -hmm. if you're like registered with the better business bureau right 
would that be where I complain about places that aren't checking vaccine passports? <laughs> Probably. Because, like, I could do it. Yeah, you can become accredited, but I don't know what it means to be accredited. You can report scams to them, and they'll investigate it. You can file a complaint with a local business. You can put in customer reviews. I feel like I've only heard about people complaining to them. And then I guess if you become accredited, you can get discounts and offers. Oh. It seems like this is also just a business, though. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't understand how this has become, like, the arbiter of what's good. We have to complain to the Better Business Bureau about the scam that is the Better Business Bureau. Like, yeah, like, what do they do? How do they make money? I guess membership fees? Maybe. Yeah, I have no Sounds idea. like a cult. But, yeah, so the clown dentist practice is getting really bad reviews because the dentists are not licensed and children are afraid. Yes. Yeah, and Todd tells Yolanda that it would be better if her name was Betty Buenaventura of the Better Business Bureau. And she's like, sorry, my name isn't funny enough. Well, it's not. She should be sorry. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and also, she's she's like telling Todd that this is like a terrible business. She's like, yeah, but isn't laughter the best medicine? She's like, no, and you can't call it medicine legally. Yeah, legally it is not medicine at all. Yeah. <laughs> and also no one is laughing. They are afraid. Yes, very much so. But... Maybe he could turn the business into an entertainment company. Yes. And so he is going to put on an entertaining show for Yolanda in a week. And if that is the case, she can make them a legitimate business. So I guess if she likes the show, it will become accredited with the Better Business Bureau? Pretty much. It's like then it'll be like viewed as a funny comedic thing as opposed to like a Freudian nightmare or whatever. <laughs> it's still a Freudian nightmare. And yeah, if if he doesn't do a good show, he's going to set the clowns loose in the woods by, because that's where they belong, I guess. Yeah, like by the asylum near the elementary school yeah. or something. Yeah. This is like, do you remember the killer clowns in like 2016? Oh, when definitely. they were like such a, th- I guess you love News AF, so you would could never forget about the killer clowns. But also, I think I mentioned the You're Wrong About episode where they talked about it, and like neither of the hosts, I think, had heard about it, and it was like, this wasn't that long ago. How do you not hear about the killer clowns? Yeah, yeah. But Yolanda also says, like, she warns Todd, like, I'm a very tough critic, like, you have one week to create a show that delights and astonishes me, but also I once met Paul Rudd, and I did not find him charming. <sighs> That's tough. <laughs> that is tough. <laughs> Also very timely. Sexiest man alive. A lot of attention for Paul Rudd. My favorite thing about Paul Rudd is I remember seeing a picture and he had taken his daughter trick-or-treating and his daughter is dressed up as the Wasp Uh from Ant-Man and the Wasp and he is literally Ant-Man but he is dressed as Weird Al. Yes. I love that picture. (laughs) He did a good Weird Al though. It was a great Weird Al (laughs) costume but it's just so funny because like obviously his daughter is like I want to be the Wasp and it would probably have made her so happy if he had been Ant-Man. He's like nah. (laughs) But also maybe it was like if he's Weird Al people won't realize it's him and then they can have more of like an authentic trick-or-treating experience. That's a good point. Maybe he's like I don't dress up as Ant-Man. It's been done. It's still hilarious. It's such a funny picture. Yeah it's very good. So Todd is trying to teach the clowns to do something. I don't really understand what he's (laughs) expecting this performance to be. But the dentist that he has turned into clowns, which I don't know why they've agreed to this. Like, why wouldn't they just go back to being dentists? Like, they have (laughs) degrees. But they're not funny. It's mostly sad. Yeah, mostly sad, even though those could be perceived as two sides of the same coin. It's like, no, shut up. Yeah. And Todd laments that they're not prone to wacky hijinks of any kind, which really made me laugh. I Are you prone to wacky hijinks? Constantly. 
I'm not a big hijinks guy, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like I've never seen you do a hijink. Yeah, no, I don't think so. What's the wackiest thing I've done on here? I don't know. Hmm. What's the wackiest thing you've done? I don't know. I'm not very wacky. I feel like I'm medium prone to being wacky. (laughs) What's a wacky thing you've done? I mean, I'm just like my personality is so silly and goofy, you know? (laughs) Is that the same as wacky? I think it goes hand in hand. That's fair. Goofy and wacky, I think, are definitely on the same spectrum. (laughs) But I don't don't think I'm doing too many hijinks. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what counts as hijinks. And if we're living our best lives. I'm certainly not. (laughs) Anyways, so Princess Carolyn has been drinking heavily after the last episode, which, though it is not healthy, I do understand. Yes. Even though her great-great-great-granddaughter is definitely real, she's sad. Well, she doesn't know yet. Mm Mm-hmm. True. She Like, it's real, but she doesn't know it's real. Yeah. She has to go to work, though, for a meeting with an aspiring writer, Flip McVicker, who is voiced by Rami Malek. Oh. Whoa. I did not see that coming. I didn't clock that at all. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Okay. There you okay. Go. Damn. I also didn't know that Rami Malek was in the Breaking Dawn Part 2 movie. Oh. <laughs> I also didn't Good know to that. Know. <laughs> I guess he plays one of the like royalty ones, maybe, or maybe one of the ones who comes to like testify. Sure. Have you w- watched the Twilight movies? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've not watched the Twilight movies. I'm sorry. <sighs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Doesn't seem fine. <laughs> I famously watch all of the movies once every year. Yes. So yes. I'm quite familiar with them but the plot of the last one is that edward and bella have a baby that's half vampire half human Mm -hmm. but there also in the past was a thing where people would turn human children into vampires because they're really adorable and they'd call them the immortal children but because they are children they get when they get turned they are stunted at their developmental growth at that time so if you turn like a two or three year old sure they're adorable but they're like they'll like destroy a whole town just because they have a temper tantrum and like eat all the people so it became illegal to make immortal children the vampire royalty in italy have made it if you do it (laughs) we'll kill you and we'll kill your whole coven okay they'll be dead so they have this baby the baby is half vampire half person it looks like an immortal child renesme renesme great name worst name of all time (laughs) and so another vampire sees this child and thinks that they've made an immortal child so they go to the royal vampires the volturi in italy and report them and so then they're like oh shit the volturi is gonna come and they've been looking for an excuse to kill us because we're like the biggest like vampire coven other than them and so they start assembling a bunch of people to testify on their behalf to be like look she's growing she's not an immortal child and then they have a big fight at the end but (laughs) so he either could be one of those i think he's probably one that testified for their behalf but sorry for the spoilers (laughs) for breaking dawn oh man it's so stupid it's just the they're so dumb but i just i get joy from them so let me live definitely read all of those books in high school and remembered none of this content (laughs) it's like i don't even know you (laughs) 
But yeah, Rami Malek, he, you know, famously from Mr. Robot, from Bohemian Rhapsody Rhapsody movie, which we will not endorse based on the director of that movie. Oh, who's the director Um, of that movie? It's like a whole thing. But basically, it was directed by Brian Singer, who is like a real life rapist. Shit. And so it's like, and people like know that he is. And so then it's like, well, like, why are you doing his movie? Why are you supporting him? Why are you giving him awards? Like, we know, you know? So. Yikes. In February 2019, he spoke out on, yeah, so like after the fact, he spoke out and was like, it wasn't like pleasant working with him. He doesn't want anyone to feel like they can't say anything his heart goes out to anyone who's had to live through anything like what I've heard and what is out there. But literally, like, he didn't say anything for so long. Hmm. So. All right. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody. Troubled. Yeah. I'm I, not a big fan of like students yeah. here, but it's fine. Also, apparently he has a podcast <laughs> called Blackout, <laughs> which is on his IMDb. <laughs> Can I get put this podcast on my yeah, IMDb? True, you have an IMDb. That's right, I have an IMDb baby. It doesn't have much on it, <laughs> but I have two credits. Big Brother Canada. And Entertainment Tonight Canada. Nice. Yeah, that's right. As yourself. As myself. <laughs> In both. Good, good. Anyways, okay, sorry. So Flip McVicker, he has a funny joke where he hands over his card and he's like, no, it's supposed to say waiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was funny. Yes, it was very good. And then he's like, yeah, that's like the kind of funny joke you can expect from me. But Princess Carolyn, like, is super not into his mm-hmm. script until she sees the name of it. Philbert. Philbert. Yeah. So mm, just again, once again, nothing is an accident on this show. That's right. It's weird we didn't get any emails about, oh, but Philbert's the name of the show. <laughs> The world is dark and scary and full of creepy clown dentists. (laughs) Oh, horrible. And so she's like, I want to get this show produced because what is the difference between an agent and a manager? They can produce. Managers can produce. So she needs, she's like, Todd, get me a meeting with Lenny Turtletob. And it's like, I don't know how Todd is supposed to do this. Yeah. (laughs) But he decides that he can use his clown dentist to do hijinks to get the meeting between Princess Carolyn and Turtle Top. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, he, he has this whole, like, ridiculous heist that he pulls off. Where he's like, remain wacky. This is a highly frivolous situation. <laughs> it's like a, like a Rube Goldberg machine, but with clowns. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, yes, Lenny Turtle Top wants to pitch this on whattimeisitrightnow.com, which I think yeah, is also... Yeah, they're dying <laughs> to start a series. Mm-hmm. Ideally, before daylight savings time. Well, of course, because <laughs> that's when people are going to need to know what time is it right now. Yes, exactly. What is what time is it right now dot com? What's that website looking like right now? Yeah, it just tells you what time is it right now. Oh my Their god. original series Filbert is coming soon. It's what it says. Oh my god, this is amazing. It shows Los Angeles, London, New York, and Hong Kong. Anyways, as we're recording this, it is currently 4.45 a.m. on November 22nd in Hong Kong, 3.46 p.m. in New York on November 21st, 8.46 p.m. in London on November 21st, and 12.46 p.m. right here in Pacific Time Zone, baby. (laughs) Should we also start saying what time is it right now in every episode? Sure, yeah. 
<laughs> what day is it and what time is it? I think they go together. Definitely. This is what you come for, the very high quality content. I think that we will get a tweet from at least one of the Juleses <laughs> and Morgan telling us that they love this bit. Agreed. So Agreed. That's, that's my theory. That's your homework for this week. Yeah. That's your homework is tweet us about how much you like this quality content. <laughs> but basically, PC does not have an actor in mind for this show and she needs to have a lead actor because pitching tv is like the israeli flick it's nothing without a big star love that line i was like what and then i was like oh right big star big star (laughs) duh you know those moments where you're like i'm a stupid idiot but then you your brain like catches up to where you're at and you're like oh i'm not a stupid idiot it just took me a second Uh yeah so she starts so the clowns start like another distraction so that lenny can't get back to his office and pc can go catch up with him and she's listing so many actors but lenny turtletop doesn't want any of them until she says bojack Mm -hmm. and he's like oh bojack has heat yeah, yeah, he loves it because he's like, yeah, he like was a big star, he did Secretariat, and then he like disappeared for a year, and then he made a one-off appearance as a guest judge on a show about butts. Like, he's perfect. I mean, he's primed for a TV revival, but he has run out on a few jobs before, so he's like, Princess Carolyn, like, get Bojack, have him sign a contract that he will finish the deal to ensure he doesn't run off again. Yes. Did you like when Princess Carolyn was like, ah, oh, yes, of course, a Bojack Horseman type? I did. And I was like, who's a Bojack Horseman type? It's just like, who's a Kirsten McKinnis type? Exactly. Nobody. Come on. It's an original baby. <laughs> I love when you start taking on my mannerisms. It's always so uncomfortable. You're <laughs> like, like my a voice baby. Is not familiar and I'm like... Lindsay, it's fine. That's okay, though. That's how you start developing extremely annoying quirks like I do, is you just one day decide, I'm going to start saying that. Mm -hmm. And then you say it, and then people are like, oh, that's Kirsten's catchphrase. Yes, that's the thing that Kirsten McKenna's types say. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, oh, she she said grow up. I guess she must have invented that. Yeah, yeah, guess so. That's still one of the wildest things that's ever happened. Someone thought you invented grow up? Robin Akiva. Huh. Because it was on game night one, Mm -hmm. and they were doing the John John One Must Go game. Yes. And I was like, John John is famous in the Patreon group for posting these One Must Goes. If you don't know who John John is, just grow up. Like, get over Uh it. And they were, like, blown away. Like, they thought it was so funny. And then (laughs) now I grow up as part of the vernacular. I definitely associate it with you. Yeah, but, like, I didn't invent it. invent it. (laughs) But I just, I love saying grow up about, like, stupid stuff, you know? And that's how you build a brand. (laughs) Baby. Consistent branding. (laughs) I don't know why I started saying baby. Baby. But then when I started saying it, that's why the people who watch my Twitch channel are called K-Babes. Exactly. Because they're the (laughs) (laughs) K-Babies. Anyways, sorry about this. My apologies to you, Lindsay. (laughs) Okay, so... Todd and the clowns present their show to Yolanda, but it does not impress her. Yeah, she, like, does this long thing of, like, wow, that was amazing, which is what I would say if I liked it, which I did not. And, in fact, I did not enjoy that. She's a very harsh critic. Yeah, yeah. 
But, like, I we didn't really see the actual performance, but do you have any guesses as to, like, what they actually did? No, it seems like it had little to do with dentistry. Well, I think they were leaning into the clowns yes. at that part because the dentistry was not going to happen. <laughs> too horrifying. not licensed. <laughs> yes. Far too horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. They are now going to get released into the woods, which, like, to your point, why don't they just go back to practicing dentistry for those who are licensed? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like... Think about actual licensed dentists. Would they agree to this? Or are these people who got dental degrees but are not licensed to practice dentistry? Nice. That's a good call. That's that's my theory. Someone contact the Better Business Bureau. Well, luckily they did. And so now they're all going to the woods. Wow. By the abandoned asylum near the elementary school where they belong. Princess Carolyn is reminded that she has that pitch meeting for what times are right now.com. She tries calling Bojack in order to get him to sign this contract, but he says not a good time, hangs up on her, and she forges his signature. Yeah, and I don't want to say this is foreshadowing, but I think this will come back maybe. No, I think we'll never see this again. It was certainly not made to be a big thing. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so. Now we go back in time to the week earlier because all of this is kind of happening at the same time. Yeah, we got clips of like the avocado interview happening while the dentist thing was going on. Like all this is overlapping. Yeah, and at first I like didn't realize that it was, but then I started paying attention and I was like, oh, wait a second. This is all happening at one time. Yes. <laughs> so during the Uno game, they hear Hollyhock claps and they call 911 and an ambulance takes her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, it was really good when Bojack's like, Ollie Hawk, like, you gotta come back. Like, the deck is a harsh, harsh mistress. Like, Tina's drawing so many cards. It's amazing. Which, like, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would fully be like, haha, look how many cards Lindsay's drawing. <laughs> you thought you could get me with a plus four? Well, I got you back. <laughs> the deck is a harsh mistress. The deck is a harsh mistress. <laughs> but, so... They get to the hospital, and Bojack actually can't get in to see Hollyhock or get any updates because though he is biologically her father, he's not legally her guardian, and she's underage, and he doesn't really have any legal ground to have information on her. Yeah, he's like, he gives like a bit of a speech to try to convince the receptionist person to let him in it's like like she's about five eight she looks like me she's funny but she's not mean which is remarkable because normally 17 year olds think you have to be mean to be funny but she's not he goes on and he's like so is that good enough like can i see her now and they're like no you're not her guardian it's not anything it is very nice though it is very nice but hipaa is important yes so, thankfully, he can get an update on her because her eight fathers are all there. Mm-hmm. All eight of them have arrived. Eight good dads on the scene. Eight good dads on the scene. <laughs> anyway, so the dads are mad. They are very angry with Bojack mm-hmm. because we find out now that Hollyhock is in the hospital because she has overdosed on amphetamines. Yeah, and Bojack's just like, what? That makes zero sense. And then, yeah, he just can't believe it. And they're like, how did you not notice? Like, she's lost a ton of weight and does not look good. 
Yeah, they're like, you're like, you're obviously horrible. Like, we didn't want you to be here. And like, anyways, we already felt bad. I know one of them is like, used to be a big fan, now just a regular. Fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that they all kind of introduce themselves as like having a thing. <laughs> I like the duck would just be like quack quack, and they'd be like, whoa, settle down. Yeah, easy quackers. <laughs> easy quackers, and it's like, what? What's he saying? Like, is it just profanity? Yeah, I like to think so. But. When so Bojack leaves the hospital because they're like, you can't see her ever again. So he goes back home and goes to the bathroom, which is where she fell, and he sees all of his pills everywhere and is like, I'm a horrible father. Like, obviously, Hollyhock was taking these. So he flushes all of his medication into the toilet and has a panic attack. Yeah. Now, I'd like to take this opportunity to say if you have extra pills, that you don't want, you should not flush them into the water supply. You should take them to a pharmacy and say these need to be disposed of. Exactly. Dispose of them appropriately. They they will get rid of it properly so that it doesn't end up in the water supply. (laughs) I was trying to make out like the, when Bojack comes running in, his like hearing is also compromised by his panic mm-hmm. attack and i was trying to make it what b was saying and it sounds a lot like she goes i have four grapefruit henrietta would you like a grapefruit i have but four but i will share one with you and if that's what she said i don't know why it tickled me so much that is pretty funny i have but four i have but four that's a lot of grapefruit yes yes a grapefruit are one of the like more sizable citrus very fruit. large very sour also very i tart. like grapefruit mm, you're all right People like putting sugar on their grapefruit, and I just think they're weak. Yeah, I agree. Like, maybe try not being such a baby. Maybe grow up. (laughs) Grow up and eat your grapefruit straight. (laughs) Yeah, come on. So it's now been another week, Mm -hmm. and Beatrice asks where Hollyhock is, but he's been like, where is the girl? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Henrietta, like, I need help packing this painting for my son Bojack, and, like, just seems to wonder where Hollyhock went. Yeah, and Bojack makes a statement like, I always thought that you were a terrible mother, but I've, like, just blown it so much worse than you ever did as a father, so obviously, like, it's just hard and it's impossible. We deserve each other. Mm-hmm. But B is still asking, like, where is Hollyhock? I have coffee for her. It's an old family secret. Yeah. And then Bojack has this, like, horrible moment of realization where he's like, oh my god, you put something in the coffee. And he opens the cabinet and he finds a huge container of weight loss supplement. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, like, basically, it's so bad because the thing is, too, is that the, like, all weight loss supplements are bad. Mm -hmm. I would like to make a blanket statement about that. Yes. Actually. But these ones are probably, like, particularly bad because you know B's got, like, that old shit from the 90s that's just, like, literally speed. Yeah, just, like kills your heart it's, instantly it's just it's just meth yeah yeah and like i also think there's probably something to be said for like b is struggling with dementia and probably has no concept of how much she's giving to hollyhock or like she shouldn't be giving her anything but it's probably giving her like far too much yeah yeah it's definitely not even if it were an okay thing to do which again i would like to unequivocally state it is absolutely yeah. not okay ever to give someone a diet supplement, especially if they don't know. Yeah. But also... Or anything in their drink that they if, don't know If about. you're taking a diet supplement, I'd just like to remind you that they do not get approved by the FDA. There is no level of oversight for them. And I'm worried about you. Please, please stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's bad. And then uh, B's basically like, oh, I was like only giving them to her until she learns to take them herself. 
And it's like, what the hell? Like, and the thing is, and it's like, it's hard because, of course, B is sick now and she's not herself. Mm -hmm. And also, we've seen that her childhood was very bad and that, like, the fat phobia is, like, built into her. It's completely baked in. There's, like, it's not her fault that she became that way. Yeah. And you can't even really blame her for dosing Hollyhock either because, again, she has dementia. Like, Mm -hmm. But I do feel like she would probably have done it anyways if she was well. So it's like, yeah, it's, really it's bad. just a bad situation. I don't like it. Yeah. And Bojack basically says, like, you ruined the one thing that I didn't ruin myself, but I also did ruin it because I gave you another chance. Yeah. So uh, he gets in the car. He is driving B. This is when he gets the call from Princess Carolyn, hangs up on her, and then gets a call from a retirement home that says, oh, we heard you're looking for our first available room. And he says, no, I said worst available room i want your worst available room yeah so he has taken b to one of the worst retirement homes that you can imagine the blinds have to stay down because the window faces a dumpster Mm -hmm. and a nurse there is like hey like if you give me some money i'll make sure we take like good care of your mom and he's like well look at me not reaching for my wallet yeah then he opens the blinds very meaningfully yeah look at the dumpster Mm -hmm. and he says best of luck see you never yeah he says this is what it all added up to your whole life added up to you being alone in this room and just before he leaves b has one of those moments of clarity which happens in dementia and alzheimer's patients and says bojack yeah end of episode (sighs) yeah it's horrible it's tough. It's very tough. We finally get all of our closure on what's going on with Hollyhock, and none of it is good. Yeah, it is not good. Yep. It is a bad time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is where basically the the weight loss amphetamines called Chub Be Gone have been going into Hollyhock's coffee since the episode Stupid Piece of Shit. So it's been weeks and weeks. Yeah, so well, like on that note, so Alex wrote in during the Stupid Piece of Shit episode and said... Spoilers ahead, but I just wanted to flag them. You can see Beatrice giving Hollyhock a cup of coffee in the kitchen during this episode and in the theme song. And then when Hollyhock says, Beatrice, this coffee is amazing, dot, 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 I want to die. And he says, Mr. Peanut Butter is smelling around the house and he smells the coffee cup. IDK, maybe a stretch, but I just can't with all this foreshadowing. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. There was also one like little recurring joke that happened in this episode that I didn't say. But when Diane is at lunch with Jessica Beale, she's wearing her own perfume, which is Beale List, yeah. like B List. And then that comes up again with Princess Carolyn making a joke about Seal having a C List yeah. scent, which I liked a lot and forgot to clock in the moment. Yes, they say Mr. Peanut Butter is pretty enthusiastic about smelling in general. Which, you know, he is a dog. Okay, the Bojack Horseman fandom has a list of all the medicine that was in the cabinet, which I was never going to... Stop pausing the episode. ...look at. I was never going to pause it. So they've got... It's minoxidil, which is a forehead reducer used for types of baldness, a heartburn medication, avanafil, which is used for erectile dysfunction, (laughs) fluvastatin, which is for high cholesterol bupropion which is used to help quit smoking but also for like seasonal affective disorder oh my god they're the blue pentagon shaped ones were likely a form of dexamethasone which treats inflammation and then the pain-free looks like it's probably just like ibuprofen right wow so a lot of different kinds of pills and none of them are amphetamines so i don't really know how bojack was like hey she was obviously taking my amphetamines yeah 
We got a bunch of feedback. Morgan wrote in and said, did Diane just never publish the fact that Jessica Biel killed and ate Zach Braff, or did she publish it and nobody cared? I'm assuming nobody cared. I think so, too. voters only care about dumb bullshit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's like a moment in one of the interviews where they're like, yeah, I like don't super like pedophiles and murderers, but like I also really don't like when people talk shit about avocados. <laughs> Stefan wrote in and said, let me state for the record, if you say Cali, we automatically know you are not from California. Also, avocados are a trash fruit, and I hate them. Oh. Yeah, strong take from Stefan. So you would have voted for Jessica Biel, (laughs) is what I'm hearing from that. Yeah, true. And then Brian says, great show. Please keep it up. Love the tangents. Also mentioned the stimulants, but uh, we forgive you. We do do forgive. We don't forget. But we will never forget. (laughs) (laughs) No new reviews. It's been since October 29th, even in the American iTunes store. Yeah, so let's, come on, give us a five-star review, y'all. Like, well, come on, it's not that hard. Yeah. Okay, so we do have some, some Twitter activity. So we were a little late last week. Mac sent this literally 30 minutes after we finished recording with Ariel. They said, I hope I'm not late, but all I want to say is that I hope Kirsten connects some part of this episode to Grey's Anatomy. As someone who has never watched the show, I'm living for these weekly updates, which actually I can connect to this show to Grey's Anatomy. You also connected um, last week, so it just wasn't on the recording. (laughs) Yes. There is an episode of Grey's Anatomy where it's a girl and she comes in and her like ankle is completely destroyed and she heard it working out and basically... Her and her boyfriend made an agreement that if she lost a certain amount of weight, he would move in with her. Gross. And she ends up dying because, like, her bones are so weak from, like, starving herself. Yikes. And, like, I'm sure she was on some kind of supplements. So, connection. That's also very gross in the first place, and her boyfriend should be very ashamed of himself. Oh, yeah. It was really – it was bad, and he got called out on it. Good. Cause like, and the whole thing too, the whole time she's like, can we just like tape this up so I can go? Like I have a, I have my trainer today and it's like, we well, were already at the gym. Like, yikes. Yeah. It's a rough one. Also, Sam Stanish listened to the Mike Bloom episode and said, it did not occur to me until you discussed it. But I also thought of a woodchuck as an animal that woodchuck would. But literally the only reason we know of woodchucks is from a rhyme outright saying that a woodchuck cannot chuck wood. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Carolyn asked for the screenshot of Mr. Peanut Butter's tight but dirty chest, which Sam <laughs> did provide. And it is clearly like watercolor saturation, but it looks way grosser because it's brown on yellow instead of brown on brown, like with Bojack. Mm-hmm. Rose says that they live their truth by hating avocados. Wow. Same. Yeah. Apparently and the horse like, girls do not like avocados. Horse Do horses like avocados? Oh, I Wonder. don't know. Can horses eat avocados? I feel like they have very sensitive digestive systems. Oh, horses should not have avocados. Mm. It can be toxic to horses. And horses that ingest avocados, the toxin can cause colic, irregular heartbeat, respiratory distress, neurologic dysfunction, edema, and other illness. Yeah, horses have a lot of things they can't eat. Well, and that's the thing, too, where it, they mention colic in a horse, and that often results in, like, a horse, like, laying down. And if a horse, like, lays down for too long, its body can, like, crush its own organs. Yikes. So that's why, like, if you see a horse, like, laying on its side, it's, like shit that they're dying like that's really bad that's why they sleep standing up that's probably part of it hmm. but yeah every article is eight like eight foods you should never feed your horse avocado is right up there there you go what else could they not have chocolate mm-hmm. persimmons avocado lawn clippings people think it's safe because it's just cut grass but lawn clippings could potentially contain toxic plants 
and are likely to okay. cause colic because it's easy to overconsume. Hmm. And I think this can have chemicals in them from your lawnmower. Like if you fertilize and stuff or if there's gasoline, yeah. And if it's just as pitted fruits, but that's how you know avocado is bad because it doesn't stick just with pitted fruits. It pit. also <laughs> is a number on it. They can't have bread. No. Or potatoes and other nightshades. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend wow. who did a lot of work with horses, and you also just, like, shouldn't give apples to horses either. Okay. Well, Just in general, don't their... feed people's horses. You could give them a little carrot if you hold it flat on your hand. <laughs> they can't have lactose either, so no dairy. If you give your horse yogurt, it will get diarrhea. <laughs> what kind of life is this? Can't have anything. <laughs> Yeah, sad. It's like, well, they can have straw, like some fruit, <laughs> some vegetables. Ugh, what a sad life. Such a sad life. But I I believe that that is it. That is all for this episode of BoJack Horse Pod. <laughs> a nice quick one because there's only two of yes. us. We, we keep it tight over here, okay? <laughs> but you can hear more from us. You can go back and listen to The Simpsons then and now. It exists. It's there. Go download it. Have you noticed any uptake in downloads since I've started bullying our horse girls? I honestly haven't looked in weeks. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways, horse girls, go listen to Simpsons then and now. And it's tell great. Me if you check it out. Yeah. I'm curious. And, and let Lindsay know. You can let her know by emailing or tweeting us at Bojack Horsepod on Twitter or bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. Or at Simpsons then now. Or at Simpsons then and now. I for, like I forgot they even have an account because like <laughs> I only care about me because I'm a narcissist. Also, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode of BoJack Horsepod, please give us a rating and review um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. It would mean a lot to us if you gave us five stars. Again, we only accept five stars. If you give us less, we disavow. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What, where I am streaming about three times a week right now. Riverdale is back. It is a five-episode event called River Vale, which I guess is not really happening and will have no effect on the actual season when it starts next year. I don't know. But the first... The first episode was actually really fun, and Mary and I enjoyed it and had a very positive episode of Kowski Cast that you can go check out. By the time this comes out, there'll be a second one, so hopefully it's equally as fun. But we will be back next week to talk about season four, episode 11 of Bojack Horseman, Time's Arrow. My favorite episode of the entire series next week. And we have a great guest. Yeah. Speaking of guests, I guess I should mention I was also on the Bitter Jurors pod, but at the time you're listening to this, it will be about an old Survivor episode. <laughs> so do people care? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I knew you I knew you had been <laughs> on something else. But and even if you you know what, go back, listen to Lindsay's episode, but also just listen to the Bitter Jurors pod. Just mm-hmm. as we are the only female led discussion of Bojack Horseman, they are the only queer super fan survivor podcast. So Yeah, with her good go friend ahead. Sam Stanish. Yeah, hell yeah. Go check them out. But we'll be back next week. And uh, until then, bye.